0: Chapter 3, Health Reform and the Third Angel's Message As the hand to the body. December 10, 1871, I was again shown that the health reform is one branch of the great work which is to fit a people for the coming of the Lord. It is as closely connected with the third angel's message as the hand is with the body. The law of Ten Commandments has been lightly regarded by man, but the Lord would not come to punish the transgressors of that law without first sending them a message of warning. The third angel proclaims that message. Had men ever been obedient to the law of Ten Commandments carrying out in their lives the principles of those precepts, the curse of disease now flooding the world, would not be to prepare a people men and women cannot violate natural law by indulging depraved appetite and lustful passions and not violate the law of god therefore he has permitted the light of health reform to shine upon us that we may see our sin in violating the laws which he has established in our being All our enjoyment or suffering may be traced to obedience or transgression of natural law. Our gracious Heavenly Father sees the deplorable condition of men, who, some knowingly but many ignorantly, are living in violation of the laws that He has established. And in love and pity to the race, He causes the light to shine upon health reform. He publishes his law and the penalty that will follow the transgression of it, that all may learn and be careful to live in harmony with natural law. He proclaims his law so distinctly and makes it so prominent that it is like a city set on a hill. All accountable beings can understand it if they will. Idiots will not be responsible. To make plain natural law and urge the obedience of it is the work that accompanies the third angel's message to prepare a people for the coming of the Lord. Adam's Defeat Christ's Victory Adam and Eve fell through intemperate appetite. Christ came and withstood the fiercest temptation of Satan and in behalf of the race overcame appetite, showing that man may overcome. As Adam fell through appetite and lost blissful Eden, the children of Adam may, through Christ, overcome appetite and through temperance in all things regain Eden. Aids IN DISCERNING TRUTH Ignorance is no excuse now for the transgression of law. The light shines clearly and none need be ignorant for the great God himself is man's instructor. All are bound by the most sacred obligations to God to heed the sound philosophy and genuine experience which he is now giving them in reference to health reform. He designs that the great subject of health reform shall be agitated and the public mind deeply stirred to investigate. For it is impossible for men and women with all their sinful, health-destroying, brain-enervating habits to discern sacred truth through which they are to be sanctified, refined, elevated, and made fit for the society of heavenly angels in the kingdom of glory. Sanctified or Punished The Apostle Paul exhorts the church, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. End of quote. Men then can make their bodies unholy by sinful indulgences. If unholy, they are unfitted to be spiritual worshippers and are not worthy of heaven. If man will cherish the light that God in mercy gives him upon health reform, he may be sanctified through the truth and fitted for immortality. But if he disregards that light, And lives in violation of natural law he must pay the penalty work of Elijah and John a type for years the Lord has been calling the attention of his people to health reform this is one of the great branches of the work of preparation for the coming of the Son of Man John the Baptist went forth in the spirit and power of Elijah to prepare the way of the Lord and to turn the people to the wisdom of the just. He was a representative of those living in these last days to whom God has entrusted sacred truths to present before the people, to prepare the way for the second appearing of Christ. John was a reformer. The angel Gabriel, direct from heaven, gave a discourse upon health reform to the father and mother of John. He said that he should not drink wine or strong drink, and that he should be filled with the Holy Ghost from his birth. John separated himself from friends and from the luxuries of life. The simplicity of his dress, a garment woven of camel's hair, was a standing rebuke to the extravagance and display of the Jewish priests and of the people generally. His diet, purely vegetable, of locusts and wild honey, was a rebuke to the indulgence of appetite, and the gluttony that everywhere prevailed. The prophet Malachi declares, Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers." Here, the prophet describes the character of the work. Those who are to prepare the way for the second coming of Christ are represented by faithful Elijah, as John came in the spirit of Elijah to prepare the way for Christ's first advent. The great subject of reform is to be agitated, and the public mind is to be stirred. Temperance in all things is to be connected with the message to turn the people of God from their idolatry, their gluttony, and their extravagance in dress and other things. A marked contrast. The self-denial, humility, and temperance required of the righteous, whom God especially leads and blesses, is to be presented to the people in contrast to the extravagant, health-destroying habits of those who live in this degenerate age. God has shown that health reform is as closely connected with the third angel's message as the hand is with the body. There is nowhere to be found so great a cause of physical and moral degeneracy as a neglect of this important subject. Those who indulge appetite and passion And close their eyes to the light, for fear they will see sinful indulgences which they are unwilling to forsake, are guilty before God. Whoever turns from the light in one instance hardens his heart to disregard the light upon other matters. Whoever violates moral obligations in the matter of eating and dressing prepares the way to violate the claims of God in regard to eternal interests. The people whom God is leading will be peculiar. They will not be like the world. But if they follow the leadings of God, they will accomplish His purposes and will yield their will to His will. Christ will dwell in the heart. The temple of God will be holy. Your body, says the Apostle, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. God does not require his children to deny themselves to the injury of physical strength. He requires them to obey natural law to preserve physical health. Nature's path is the road he marks out, and it is broad enough for any Christian. God has, with a lavish hand, provided us with rich, and varied bounties for our sustenance and enjoyment. But in order for us to enjoy the natural appetite which will preserve health and prolong life, he restricts the appetite. He says, Beware, restrain, deny unnatural appetite. If we create a perverted appetite, we violate the laws of our being and assume the responsibility of abusing our bodies and of bringing disease upon ourselves. Give the health work its place. The indifference with which the health books have been treated by many is an offense to God. To separate the health work from the great body of the work, is not in his order. Present truth lies in the work of health reform, as verily as in other features of gospel work. No one branch, when separated from others, can be a perfect whole. The gospel of health has able advocates, but their work has been made very hard because so many ministers, presidents of conferences, And others in positions of influence have failed to give the question of health reform its proper attention. They have not recognized it in its relation to the work of the message as the right arm of the body. While very little respect has been shown to this department by many of the people and by some of the ministers, the Lord has shown his regard for it by giving it abundant prosperity. When properly conducted, the health work is an entering wedge, making a way for other truths to reach the heart. When the third angel's message is received in its fullness, health reform will be given its place in the councils of the conference, in the work of the church, in the home, at the table, and in all the household arrangements. Then the right arm will serve and protect the body. But while the health work has its place in the promulgation of the third angel's message, its advocates must not in any way strive to make it take the place of the message. Need for self-mastery. One of the most deplorable effects of the original apostasy was the loss of man's power of self-control. Only as this power is regained Can there be real progress. The body is the only medium through which the mind and the soul are developed for the upbuilding of character. Hence it is that the adversary of souls directs his temptations to the enfeebling and degrading of the physical powers. His success here means the surrender to evil of the whole being. The tendencies of our physical nature unless under the dominion of a higher power, will surely work ruin and death. The body is to be brought into subjection. The higher powers of the being are to rule. The passions are to be controlled by the will, which is itself to be under the control of God. The kingly power of reason, sanctified by divine grace, is to bear sway in our lives. The requirements of God must be brought home to the conscience. Men and women must be awakened to the duty of self-mastery, the need of purity, freedom from every depraving appetite and defiling habit. They need to be impressed with the fact that all their powers of mind and body are the gift of God and are to be preserved in the best possible condition for His service ministers, and people to act in concert. One important part of the work of the ministry is to faithfully present to the people the health reform as it stands connected with the third angel's message as a part and parcel of the same work. They should not fail to adopt it themselves and should urge it upon all who profess to believe the truth. The health reform I was shown is a part of the third angel's message and is just as closely connected with it as are the arm and hand with the human body. I saw that we as a people must make an advance move in this great work. Ministers and people must act in concert. God's people are not prepared for the loud cry of the third angel. They have a work to do for themselves which they should not leave for God to do for them. He has left this work for them to do. It is an individual work. One cannot do it for another. A part of, but not the whole message. The health reform is closely connected with the work of the third message. Yet, it is not the message. Our preachers should teach the health reform, Yet they should not make this the leading theme in the place of the message. Its place is among those subjects which set forth the preparatory work to meet the events brought to view by the message. Among these it is prominent. We should take hold of every reform with zeal, yet should avoid giving the impression that we are vacillating and subject to fanaticism. The health reform is as closely related to the third angel's message as the arm to the body, but the arm cannot take the place of the body. The proclamation of the third angel's message, the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus, is the burden of our work. The message is to be proclaimed with a loud cry and is to go to the whole world. The presentation of health principles must be united with this message but must not in any case be independent of it or in any way take the place of it. It's relation to medical institutions. The sanitariums which are established are to be closely and inseparably bound up with the gospel. The Lord has given instruction that the gospel is to be carried forward, and the gospel includes health reform in all its phases. Our work is to enlighten the world, for it is blind to the movements which are taking place, preparing the way for the plagues which God will permit to come upon the world. God's faithful watchman must give the warning. Health reform is to stand out more prominently in the proclamation of the third angel's message. The principles of health reform are found in the word of God the gospel of health is to be linked firmly with the ministry of the Word. It is the Lord's design that the restoring influence of health reform shall be a part of the last great effort to proclaim the gospel message. Our physicians are to be God's workers. They are to be men whose powers have been sanctified and transformed by the grace of Christ. Their influence is to be knit up with the truth that is to be given to the world. In perfect and complete unity with the gospel ministry, the work of health reform will reveal its God-given power. Under the influence of the gospel, great reforms will be made by medical missionary work. But separate medical missionary work from the gospel and the work will be crippled. Our sanitariums and our churches may reach a higher, holier standard. Health reform is to be taught and practiced by our people. The Lord is calling for a revival of the principles of health reform. Seventh-day Adventists have a special work to do as messengers to labor for the souls and bodies of men. Christ has said of his people, Ye are the light of the world. We are the Lord's denominated people to proclaim the truths of heavenly origin. The most solemn, sacred work ever given to mortals is the proclamation of the first, second, and third angel's messages to our world. In our large cities, there should be health institutes to care for the sick and to teach the grand principles of health reform an entering wedge. I have been instructed that we are not to delay to do the work that needs to be done in health reform lines. Through this work we are to reach souls in the highways and the byways. I can see in the Lord's providence that the medical missionary work is to be a great entering wedge whereby the diseased soul may be reached to remove prejudice, increase influence. Much of the prejudice that prevents the truth of the third angel's message from reaching the hearts of the people might be removed if more attention were given to health reform. When people become interested in this subject, the way is often prepared for the entrance of other truths. If they see that we are intelligent with regard to health, they will be more ready to believe that we are sound in Bible doctrines. This branch of the Lord's work has not received due attention, and through this neglect much has been lost. If the church would manifest a greater interest in the reforms through which God himself is seeking to fit them for his coming, their influence would be far greater than it is now. God has spoken to his people, and he designs that they shall hear and obey his voice. Although the health reform is not the third angel's message, it is closely connected with it. Those who proclaim the message should teach health reform also. It is a subject that we must understand in order to be prepared for the events that are close upon us, and it should have a prominent place. Satan and his agents are seeking to hinder this work of reform and will do all they can to perplex and burden those who heartily engage in it. Yet none should be discouraged at this or cease their efforts because of it. The prophet Isaiah speaks thus of one characteristic of Christ. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth. End of quote. Then let not his followers talk of failure or discouragement, but remember the price paid to rescue man that he might not perish but have eternal life. The work of health reform is the Lord's means for lessening suffering in our world and for purifying his church. Teach the people that they can act as God's helping hand by cooperating with the master worker in restoring physical and spiritual health. This work bears the signature of heaven and will open doors for the entrance of other precious truths. There is room for all to labor who will take hold of this work intelligently.